Hey everyone, and welcome back to Be You with Be You. Today's conversation is between Brian and Amy Purdy, a three-time Paralympic medalist and currently the most decorated Paralympic snowboarder in U.S. history. In today's episode, they talk about the courage to continue after a life-altering experience and how those detours can lead you to your destiny. Hey, how are you? Amy, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm Brian. Nice to meet you. Good to meet you too. You know, I think that the first thing that, um, well, the first thing that I, you know, after knowing your story, um, you know, the first thing that I always resonate and what inspires me is the joy that, that, that exudes from you. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this summer was the 22 year anniversary of, of when your opportunity, your challenge hit yourself with, uh, with spiral meningitis. Is that right. correct? Yeah, I actually, well, I didn't have spinal meningitis. Um, that's viral. I had bacterial okay. meningitis. Yeah. I mean, it's wild to me actually that it's been, that it's been that long. I think it has been 22 years. Um, it was 1999 that I, that I got hit just blindsided by it. And I always thought it would be interesting when I've lived my life longer as an amputee because I lost both my legs from it than before, because I related to my having my legs for 20 years. And I thought when I hit that like 20 year mark or that 21 year mark, and I've actually been an amputee longer in my life than not, I always thought that would feel so strange. And I've hit that mark and it doesn't feel as weird as, you know, like it just becomes your everyday life. You just adapt and not overcome, but it becomes who you are. So I think you said overcome to become, but it's like, yeah, I mean, it just, to me, it's like, instead of overcoming at all, it's really just becoming more of who you are through the challenges you faced. You know, one of the things that, that's always curious for me, like if you can reflect back, so you know how you, you show up now, right? You, you feel your energy every day. Cause like you said, you've been an amputee longer than before, but can you remember when, when that first happened, right? Uh, like if you can go back 22 years ago, you're yeah. 19 years old, you had a job, uh, you're working out every day. Um, what was the emotional feeling that happened? Like, I mean, um, you know, or how, how would you share your story of, of what you were feeling in that moment? I mean, first of all, I'll tell you, nothing can prepare you for going through some life-changing, crazy, you know, dramatic experience like I went through. In fact, I had read a story not long before I got sick with meningitis. So I was a massage therapist. I was healthy. I was vegetarian. I worked out every single day. I mean, I was, I was borderline obsessed with working out. It's like, that's what I did. And um, I was strong. I was fit. I was the healthiest I had ever been in my life. Thank God, because ultimately that's what ended up saving me. Um, but basically, I, I, I remember reading this article in a magazine of this girl who got this bacteria and lost both her, she lost her arms and her legs. And I, I thought it, I thought it was horrible, you know, and I thought, what would I ever do if I lost my legs? I remember laying, or I remember sitting in the bathtub, actually shaving my legs and thinking, what would it be like to lose your legs? Like, I don't think I'd be able to do that. There's no way I'd be strong enough to handle that. And randomly, <laughs> about two months later, the same thing happened to me, the exact same thing, actually the exact same bacteria, which is really rare to get. It hit me out of nowhere. 
I was a massage therapist. I went to work one day feeling amazing. I was 19. I felt healthy, but halfway through the day, I started to feel a little bit sick. So I thought I had the blue, the, the flu. I went home from work early, had 101 temperature, so nothing bad. My family and I, we didn't think it was anything more than a 24-hour flu. And my family actually left town. Uh, my dad runs this event, that at this huge event. And usually my whole family helps out with that. So they left town and I was going to go with them. But it, <clears throat> I told them, you know, don't worry about me. I have a 24-hour flu. I'll just meet up with you guys later. But instead of getting better, I started to get worse. And I, I remember sleeping so hard and, um, and just, and, and feeling like I couldn't wake up and, and forcing myself to wake up. Well, I was going into septic shock. I had no idea that that was happening, but very long story short, rushed to the emergency room, instantly put on life support, given less than a 2% chance of living. They actually gave me two hours left to live. I, I was in full septic shock. My white blood count was through the roof. They knew I had a, a bacteria or a virus or I was fighting something. Um, I was in full kidney failure when I entered the hospital. So, you know, I, I went from being a hundred percent healthy to suddenly, you know, being taken over by this little microscopic bacteria and uh, it just ra it raged through my system and tried to take out every organ in its way. And so I was in a coma for a couple of weeks. Uh, and when I woke up from that, I, I, I knew that I was, I, I was still fighting for my life. I remember being awake and, and the doctor saying, you, <clears throat> you have maybe a 15% chance of living because I was in full kidney failure, um, I was at my adrenal glands were hemorrhaging at basically every organ was affected except for my heart and my brain. Thank God. And, um, I lost my hearing in my left ear that just went one day and I ended up losing both legs below the knees because of the septic shock that my body went into. And so, uh, to be, you know, to be, I wasn't an athlete. I would, but I was athletic. I, I, I was fit. I was healthy. I was strong. I loved hiking. I loved snowboarding. Snowboarding was my passion. And so, um, to get to your, your question, I, I just, you know, I think when you're in survival mode, when something so big happens, at least for me, and I'm actually very grateful for this, I, I, I didn't emotionally attach myself to it where, I was sad about what was happening. I was just fighting, you know, I was just trying to get through. I was just, I was just taking the one baby step, the little like millimeter step in front of myself just to keep moving forward. That's it. And there, there's something beautiful about that because tragedy and challenge puts you in the moment. And when you're in the moment, that's when you can really make amazing things happen. That's when you kind of start to maybe visualize the future. You're not looking behind, you know, there was no going back. As soon as I lost my legs, I mean, there was no even looking back, talking about the past at all. It was done, it was over. And I had to just pick up and move forward with what I had. And, uh, and ultimately it, it led me to amazing places. So I, I've learned honestly, some of my greatest lessons through some of my greatest challenges. And I think that that goes for, for all of us. We're so scared to be greatly challenged, but that's, that's also where you, you find out who you really are. At some level, every single person that hears you, they relate because they're all going through their own challenge, you know, whether how big or how small for them, it's all relative. 
Um, but just your attitude through that, some of the things that you said, like never looking back, like and you, you ask yourself, like, if you look back, what have that created a different result of you even being here, right? Um, mm -hmm. Because our emotions, I think, play such a big part on where we end up, uh, you know, our destiny or where we end up in Absolutely. our future. I, the, the question that was going through my brain when you were talking was, where did you get your courage, like, you know, or your wiring? Because, you know, your first 19 years of life, you know, your model of the world, what, what gave you that foundation to give you the courage to keep moving forward and, and the wiring? I mean, honestly, I, I cannot say that I was necessarily naturally wired to overcome or to even stay positive through a challenge through this. It, even my family, I mean, I was highly sensitive. I was a very emotional kid. Like I'm so sensitive and, and empathetic to other people going through challenges. And my, my family actually had no idea. And I didn't know they wouldn't have thought that I would go through it in the way that I, that I did. <laughs> so I can't say it was just a natural wiring that was, you know, Amy's strong. She can get through anything. I mean, I think it kind of surprised all of us. I will tell you for me, it all like the foundation of staying um, kind of positive throughout all of it was gratitude because when you're so close to death and you're so close to losing everything you have, in fact, I lost both my legs and I almost lost my hands. In fact, my hands were worse than my legs were. And so we thought I was losing my hands before losing my feet. And all of a sudden it, it flipped around one day, my hands started to get a little bit better, but my feet got worse. So they ended up amputating both my legs below the knees. Um, I felt so grateful. I honestly, felt like having that perspective that things can always be worse. You know, for me, I almost lose, lost my life and I almost lost my hands and I was a painter. I played the piano and I was a massage therapist. I needed my hands. And so to, to walk out of there with my, well, not walk out, but roll out of there in a wheelchair with my hands, I felt so grateful because I felt like oh my gosh, it could have been so much worse. And uh, I only lost my legs. I mean, I lost my legs, my kidneys, the hearing in my left ear, but I really felt like I only lost my legs. It could have been so much worse. So I really, uh, I really focused on what I had in my life. And I realized I've got my family who loves and supports me no matter what. I mean, I had no idea what my life was going to look like. I did not feel confident. I didn't feel as if I was going to go on and win Olympic medals or anything. I just felt like I am so grateful to have love and support in my life. And my family loves me no matter what. And my friends love me no matter, no matter what. And that gave me confidence. And then I, I just felt so grateful that things could have been so much worse. And so I decided to really focus on what I have versus what I lost. And so for me, I think that was the foundation of staying positive. And, you know, even to this day, everything in my life, I, I just went through a major injury in the last two years. And I have to go back to those, just those kind of basic things that, that kept me going 20 years ago, which is being grateful for the moment, being in the moment, being in the moment. When you're in the moment, you really can make amazing things happen because you can think clear. You can kind of refocus your energy. Like life has changed. It's, it's not what it was. So now you have this kind of opportunity to create it, to be what you want it to be. Even though, you know, 
I, I know that's hard to say when you're laying there and you, you don't have legs, but for me, that gave me almost an opportunity to visualize the type of life I wanted to live. And, and then I just had to figure out how to do it. I think we're all stronger than we think that we are at sometimes. Um, uh, I heard somebody say a long time ago that God won't ever put anything in front of you that you can't get through, right? And, um, but one of the things that we talk a lot about, even at the more event, right, is that fear doesn't exist when you're in a state of gratitude. So we always, you know, yeah. we, opened, we opened up the event with a gratitude exercise, you know, I love that. people um, cognizant, because that is a wiring, like to be able to uh, go to a place where you are focused on what you have and, um, and not what's wrong. So that, that's awesome. Yeah. And I know that um, I'm a real big believer in, in the power of questions, right? And I, I think I heard in one of, it was a, maybe it was an interview or something I read from you where a question you asked yourself that, that you said had a big impact was if you, uh, if your life were a book, uh, you know, how would you want the story to go? Yeah. Um, but kind of tell us about uh, circumstances that led you to, to asking yourself that question. That's what I was saying, you know, laying there with, without both of my legs, not knowing what my life was going to be like. And, and it wasn't just losing both of my legs. I was in full kidney failure. I was hooked up to a dialysis machine every single night. Um, I was doing this at home dialysis. And so uh, to me, I, I was faced with two massive things, losing my legs and getting new prosthetics. And so I was in that process of, you know, am I going to comfortably walk again? I was 83 pounds. I was hooked to a dialysis machine because I was in full kidney failure. I, I, you know, I had no idea what my life would be like. I had moments of being depressed, of laying in bed and literally not getting out for days at a time because I'm like, why? <laughs> why? I, I can't even get out and walk anywhere. I don't even know where I'm walking to. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if I'm going to go back and be a massage therapist or snowboard or do the things that I love to do. So it's like, you can stack all this fear on top of you. Like, can I ever walk again? Am I going to snowboard again? You can just get crushed under all these things we can't control and we have no answers for, you know, or you can stack gratitude and also kind of, uh, I think, allow yourself to visualize the possibilities. You know, I don't think we do that enough. I don't think we let ourselves visualize the possibilities because we instantly get in our own way and say, that's not possible. But right. I allowed myself to daydream. Like what would my life look like if I did have control? And that's what made me think of this question. If my life was a book and I was the author, how would I want my story to go? Because I thought, well, I can't change what happened. I can't change the beginning of the story, but what if, what if I could change the end of the story? Because I just, I refuse to believe that this situation I went through would dictate the life I was going to live. Like, I refuse to believe that, oh, you know, I lost my legs, therefore I'm going to be disabled and lay in bed the rest of my life. And I'm never going to snowboard again. And I'm never going to live the life I want to live. Like, I, I just refuse to buy into that that was going to be my life. And so I thought, well, if I could control the end of the story, if I wrote a book and I was writing out what happened, what would the end of the story be? And that allowed me to daydream again, like I was a little kid, I used to daydream like crazy when I was little. And I, I saw myself, I was laying in bed uh, without my legs, you know, of course. And I, I saw myself walking gracefully 
And I saw myself somehow helping other people through my journey. Like I saw myself standing on stage. I didn't know anything about motivational speaking, but I saw myself standing on stage telling people that no matter what you're going through, it's all going to be okay. Like it's all part of the plan. We just don't know that, you know, and, and it's all going to be okay. And so I saw myself help, helping other people through my journey. And I saw myself snowboarding again. And I saw it so vividly that I felt it. My heart was beating out of my chest and I was so excited and I was starting to sweat and I was breathing harder. And I, I felt it in my body. I saw it in my mind and I felt it in my body. And I had such a conviction and such a belief that I would figure this out. And I got so excited by that challenge and that I, I just carried that with me. And that's, I, I, I kind of made these goals for myself and started checking them off my list and just um, moving forward. But it really was that vision of, of what could I do if, if, or what can we do if there's not somebody telling us we can't, <laughs> if we're not telling ourselves we can't, you know, if, 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 if the possibilities really are endless, we just have to truly believe that we can do it. What would that be? And, um, and so for me, visualization, like that, that experience of seeing yourself doing something and feeling it, getting excited about it. I don't think I would, I would be where I'm at today, where I've not only gone on to snowboard, but, you know, win Paralympic medals and, you know, uh, not just go on to help other people, but stand on stages across the world or, you know, just all these things. I don't think I would have gone on to do these things if I didn't first see it and, and believe it. Although I didn't know how, and I think that's, that's, what's interesting. I think we get in our own way because we always want to say, okay, but how, like, but how are you going to the how shows again? up though, right? Like if you believe and you feel it enough, the how will always show up. Exactly. That's what I always say. If you know your why, you know why you're doing it, then the how will figure itself out. You know, it's not about the how, like it's about the belief, the true belief that you can do it. And you have to be flexible to change. You have to figure out how to do this. I'd have to get creative. I may, things may look different than I expected, but it's possible. So it's just, you got to, it's just following that belief and conviction in yourself that, that you can do it. And I think, I mean, gosh, we use a very small percentage of our brains, like 10% of our brains, you know, we're just, we can do so much incredible stuff. If you really put your, your, your heart and your soul into it. I think a lot about this, just through my journey, right. Um, which we all go through stuff, you know, in my twenties and thirties and how much I've grown into my forties. Um, uh, but it, it took me decades to get my feet underneath. Right. That, and yeah, I think for everyone, whether it's prosthetics or not, we're right. going through this journey of life to get our feet underneath us. And once we get our feet underneath us and we become grounded, we can truly soar. We can truly fly. We can right. carry the weight of what our calling is or what we are volunteering for. And yeah. uh, sometimes that process looks different. But I don't know. It's just when you said that, I just thought to myself, how many people that have legs, but their legs or their feet aren't underneath them properly? You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think analogy. exactly. I mean, I think we all have our things that we have to figure out so we can feel grounded and it's crazy to go from being a top, uh, you know, snowboarder to now just trying to get my legs right. So I can just take some baby steps again. Tell us a little bit about the difficulty the last two years. Like from what I understand, you went through seven or eight surgeries, uh, over the yeah. last couple of years. And then like, how are you doing today? And like, how are you daydreaming from this point, right? Like where, yeah. where, where are you going uh, in the next 10 years or the next 
19 years or 20 yeah. years. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, so first of all, just because you've lived one story doesn't mean you're not going to live more. In fact, the longer we live, the more stories we're going to have. And so, you know, I, I really thought like that was my story, right? I, I lost my legs and I lost my kidneys and I fought back and I, you know, went further than I ever could have imagined. And truly over the last 20 years, my, my focus has been figuring out the possibilities and living my dreams. I've checked off everything on my bucket list. I, you know, and I thought that I did it. I thought that I experienced what I was supposed to experience. I came back from this major, um, you know, from losing my legs, but, and then all of a sudden, um, I got knocked off my feet again, two years ago. So it was after, it was a year after the last Paralympic games, I had just won two medals in Korea. I was snowboarding best I've ever snowboarded. I was traveling the world and speaking. I was fit. I was healthy. I just felt once again, it's so crazy. It's like 20 years ago when I lost my legs, I was the strongest and happiest and just like everything was working for me. Uh, and then all of a sudden, exactly 20 years later, I'm at the same spot, strongest, healthiest I've ever been got knocked off my feet again. And so I had 10 surgeries over the last two years, all to try to save my left leg. I ended up having two amputations. I'm just trying to bring my leg a little bit shorter to catch more blood flow. And um, it's been intense, but you know, also once again, like beautiful, miraculous things have happened. And if you look for the miracles, they're always there, but you got to look for them, you know? And and for me, so this entire femoral artery after 10 surgeries ended up shutting down completely just a few months ago. No blood at all was going down my femoral artery. However, something amazing happened, which is this other artery that's much smaller that's up in your thigh called the profunda. Overnight, it grew three times its normal size and it started branching off little arterial pathways below the knee, literally like like roots of a tree and fully vascularizing my entire left leg. So now my, my body's running on a whole different reroute. And I think that's, it's so amazing what the human body can do. So if you support it, you take care of it. I mean, you guys know, because of the business that you're in, you know, you, you take care of your body, um, then it will take care of you it's been crazy. It's been crazy. There's a lot of the last two years. I, I, I wasn't sure if I'd walk again and I've had a lot of anxiety. I, I had, I, I want to make sure to share how hard it has been because I think a lot of times people think, Oh, you're just a positive person. So you get through things. It's been incredibly hard. The last two years, a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear, a lot of uncertainty, but I also had to believe like what happened 20 years ago when I lost my legs that the universe has a bigger plan for me, you know, that the universe or God has my best interest. I may not know the answers right now, but this is happening for some reason. And, um, and I have to trust that instead of fighting it. And so I think that's, you know, that's helped to keep me somewhat level head headed is just not understanding what's going on. Um, but also not, not resisting it, kind of just sinking into it going, okay, I mean, 20 years ago, this led me to amazing places I never could have imagined. And I have to believe that there's, there's a reason this is happening as well. And, um, and if anything, really, it's, it's actually allowed me to connect with people, even on a deeper level, 
and a more empathetic level. Because before I was kind of like, you know, lost my legs, went on to be a Paralympian, travel the world, life is good. Um, and now it's like, you know, dealing with something that's ongoing and that's, uh, that was, that really knocked me down. And I had to work through anxiety much more than 20 years ago. I had to work through a lot of fear this year. I think it's, it's allowed me to actually connect more with people. Cause I mean, that's the thing, the longer we live, the more challenges we're going to have. And I think it's just making sure you're set up so that you can, can get through them and not just get over them, become your best self with everything that's happening. Like it's not about overcoming and putting the challenges in the past. Like if you can allow those challenges to become who you are, like it, it's okay. Like you lean into them that way you can learn from them and you don't try to avoid them. And then you can grow from them as well. I, I personally believe that our trials, our tribulations, our challenges, those make up the melodies of our lives. That's mm -hmm. kind of, you know, it's like you said, that, that is, that's what makes you, you, it's what gives you your perspective and your wisdom. And I think that, um, you know, you talk, uh, or I've heard you talk in some interviews about, um, about scars, you know, that, um, and embracing those scars, realizing that those scars are part of who you are and being able to go on and, and live your best life. So the association isn't about being embarrassed by them. It's like being inspired by them and, and embracing it's them. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I think we need to not look at life like this perfect straight line. And every time something bad happens, you get knocked off that path. Like, no, life has never been a straight line. You know, it's ups and downs and arounds and detours. And I always say, you never know when your detour can lead you to your destiny. So it's not about just trying to stay on that perfect path and not have all these bad things happen. It's like, it's actually kind of leaning into all the things that are happening. Like that's what makes up our life. And, and if you can use what you've learned along the way, that's what makes you even more um, confident or empowered uh, with, you know, facing other challenges in the future. So. Yeah. Kind of like on a snowboard, you just kind of got to lean into it. Don't you? You do, you gotta lean into it. You and and I'll tell you, like if you try too hard, like on a snowboard, if you're like you're just like holding your line so hard so that you don't get thrown off your path, you'll actually get thrown off your path. The the minute you hit a bump, if you're like so you know, stiff and like focused, you'll actually a little bump will just throw you, you know, into the trees. You actually have to be very light on your feet, you know, you have to be, you have to like be flexible. You have to actually, and literally use the challenges and obstacles that come your way. Like if there's a bump, you can like press it and get more speed from it. And so it's like using each challenge to get ahead. And it's exactly like snowboarding to me. That's awesome. And you well, gotta look at where you want to go. You can't look behind you or you'll definitely, you'll definitely hit a tree. <laughs> no, there's, that's for sure. Right. Wherever your focus goes, your, your energy is going to flow everything. Exactly. Thank you. And, you know, that's, I think that's fitting, uh, you know, our entire vision and mission of our company uh, with Prove It is everyone has an it, a goal, a dream, a path, whatever you want to say. And to prove it means to demonstrate that it's real. It's the pursuit mm -hmm. of it that inspires other people. It's not the accomplishment of it. It's when you see people that are taking the steps that are scared or have anxiety and they're pushing through anyway, that's to me where the good stuff is, right? Even getting off the Olympics and being a Paralympian, like, the, the stories that touch our lives to me, going back to Mary Lou Retton or going back to, you know, or, or when we see 
Mary Lou just inspired me. I don't know if you remember when she hurt her ankle and she went back yes. to back for two tens. Mary Lou is a friend it, of mine. So I'm very, yes, very inspired okay. by her. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's funny, that coincidence, but no, but yeah. I just remember that. Like that was one of the very first Olympic stories that inspired me, but it wasn't her talent. It was seeing her heart of going back out and doing it again. Right. Yeah. And, and uh, we all have that ability to inspire. So that's kind of the vision and mission of our company is to inspire people to become the best versions of themselves. Right. I love and, that. Right. Yeah. And when you become, it's not like, that's not the end result. It's the becoming of it. It's the action that you're taking. It's the, it's the things that you're doing every day to be your best self. Like that's, um, I love that. I, I love the whole mission of your brand. What is one of your, I hate to put you on the spot, but one of your <laughs> most favorite Olympic stories. Oh my God. I mean, I'm putting you on the spot pretty Listen, <laughs> the first thing that pops up in my head is uh, there's a Brazilian Olympian, and I think he won gold in kayaking. So he's had such a rough life. He, he um, at three years old, he, oh gosh, he got diagnosed with something. Then at five years old, he got kidnapped and, and like it didn't see, it didn't see his family again for years. And then at 10 or 11 years old, he, um, I think he was bit by a snake and lost a kidney and went through all this medical stuff, but then he went on to win a gold medal. So I feel like it's just one of those, it's just one of those stories that like what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. You know, you can, you can choose to have all these things break you down to where you feel like, to where you feel unworthy, or you can look at each one of these things as like, you know, this is making me stronger and, um, and you, and you learn from each one of those things and you go on and, and be able to be your best. I just, I just feel like there's no rules, you know, there's just no rules to life. We make our own rules and we could either fall into believing that there's these rules that challenges happen and somehow you're, you're, you know, you're not supposed to live a good life. Or you can decide to rewrite the rules and believe that because of these challenges, you can go on to become stronger than you ever were before. And I think the people who believe that, like this Olympian, the people who believe that do, they go on to succeed, whether it's the Olympics or their business or something else. It's, you know, and I, that's what I love about entrepreneurs. I think entrepreneurs, they always find a way. It's like, if it's not this business or brand over here, then it's this business or brand over here. Like they're always on a mission to learn and that's, I think, the best step. And grow, right? Thinking. Like, I mean, it's, mm -hmm. I say that all the time. Like, some of the greatest entrepreneurs that I love, people ask me, I was like, the reason I love them is because they're who they are because they're obsessed with how far can they take this life? Like, mm -hmm. how far can we take it? Like, they're all now wanting to go out in outer space and the moon and the Mars. Why? Because they know that there's one life and they're, they're yeah. wanting to live it to the fullest. And, we all have the ability to live our life to the fullest. We just have to make that decision. We do really so. do. Yeah, we really do. And just to stick it out and just to, you know, like, just believe that, uh, believe in the possibilities and um, use everything that comes our way, literally every obstacle, like use it all to get ahead. Yep, that's your fuel. That's so. your, that's your magic power, your superpowers. Yeah. Um, those trials and those tribulations. Um, hopefully we can get you to a live event. I definitely yes. want to meet you face to face. I, I hope to be able to be in your presence one day and we just appreciate your time so much. Well, I thank you so much for having me and I, I love it. I mean, I, I love what you guys are doing and I'm inspired by all of you. So 
thank you for the work you do. And I, hopefully I'll be there live. We have some of the greatest people and community. Um, that's what really makes up our brand. I love that. We have a lot of different temperaments, talents, and convictions, but we're all kind of going for that same goal and, and cause, and that's to be better versions of ourselves. So, yeah. Um, anything we can do, let us know. That's a perfect community to have. So. All right, well, take care. If it gets Good. too hot here in Kentucky, I might come out there to visit y'all in Colorado too. I know it's, <laughs> it's pretty up there, so. Great. Well, thank you. Awesome. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of BU with BU. Please rate, review, and subscribe. For more content from Brian, connect with him on social at Brian Undy or shoot him a text at 502-221-9798. You can also visit his website, brianunderwood.com.